Hey everyone, I hope you enjoy this piece. I wrote it about this nudge that we start to get as we grow older. You know, for most of our lives, we are completely content to live by somebody else's playbook. And then we start to get this sort of nudge at the sort of center of who we are. And I think in trying to answer that nudge, it tends to point us at some sort of mystery that's ultimately unknowable about the nature of being itself. And so I wrote a little bit about why we tend to not want to acknowledge this nudge that is kind of inviting us to live in newer and deeper ways. There are moments in life where the heart becomes inconsolable as it longs for that which is beyond itself. When persona has reached its limits and its ability to satisfy itself with what can be had, labeled, or gained, it begins to look for something deeper than it's previously known, or perhaps something altogether transcendent. The craving has an unworldly quality to it. One must ultimately wake up to the fact that what they long for in the center of their being is actually unnameable. At first, we tend to suppress these pangs of longing rather quickly because they hint at a sort of unquenchable madness. We've learned to identify ourselves in certain terms and we use those terms in order to convince ourselves that we actually understand who we are and what we want. To acknowledge the nudge we get from the deep would be to open ourselves up to the world of the undefined, inarticulable, and therefore, ultimately, unknowable. The primordial chaos that we all come from and will again return threatens to consume our pictures of safety. And so if it's okay with everyone else, we'd prefer to keep the lid on Pandora's jar of evils. Acknowledging the feeling of lack threatens the picture of who we've convinced ourselves that we are. A number of different renderings of Pandora's myth have emerged throughout time. The most famous being Zeus who looked to repay Prometheus for stealing fire from the gods. The story goes that Zeus presented Pandora to Prometheus's brother, Epimetheus. Pandora opened a jar and out of it came all sorts of evils containing sickness and death. Pandora tried to put the lid back on the jar, but it was too late. The evils had already escaped. By the time the lid was put back on the jar, there was only one thing that remained. This tale sits in the back of our minds whenever we consider going too close to the wrong question. Our beliefs about who we are and what the world is are all built off of each other. And so in many cases, asking the wrong question is akin to pulling out the wrong Jenga block. All the rest of the blocks, that is to say, all the rest of our beliefs threaten to come toppling down on top of us. And then, amidst that kind of wreckage, in the very center of truly not knowing anything at all, who would we be? As a child, I remember being asked to be less curious when questioning the religious beliefs I was handed. Curiosity, however, is woven into the fabric of a child's psychological makeup. As children, curiosity is simply what we are. A child does not know how to be less than they are. And so if this is stifled, they fire the first bullet of a long and arduous inner war. This is not only true with curiosity, but any time a developing child is asked to be less of what they naturally are. Don't be so loud. Don't ask so many questions. Don't be interested in that. Might all be interpreted in the developing mind as who you are is not okay. This too presents the beginning seeds of the growing generational gap that occurs between parent and offspring. 
The child is born with a consciousness that is thirsting for things that far exceeds what a parent can give them. This is true for all of us. As adults, we've already learned to carve the world up with labels and with concepts to make it all more digestible. We've already been privy to things not working out and to how exhausting and difficult this life can actually be. Parents rightfully want to embed wisdom in their children, which may be wrongly interpreted as a stifling of their natural inclinations. Parents rightfully want to keep their children safe, so they instill a fear of the unknown in them, which adds an imaginary fence when the parent cannot be present to stop them from doing something harmful. Unfortunately, this is a fence that psychologically grows in relation to the person who has been fenced in. If they do not learn to properly contend with those fears, they will find themselves swallowed by those same fears. In the absence of learning how to adequately cultivate courage and internal authority for ourselves, what is meant to keep us safe is very likely going to keep us from being anything at all. Over time, these pangs that invite us to enter into the adventure that is our only life end up representing the jar of evils. This, however, is a bad way of living by the wisdom that emerges in that story. The point of these early myths are to describe what it's like to be here as a human. Anyone who looks around the world for even a moment can clearly see that the jar has already been opened. And we're not heeding the wisdom by trying to keep everything that we actually are stuck inside of a tight container. We're reading only half of the story, which, when we live in this manner, consequently is exactly how we feel, as if we're only odds and ends. As a story with no conclusion, we march on into our lives, only ever half satisfied at any given time. But the one thing that was left in Pandora's jar was hope. So too is the thing that sits at the bottom of the madness that we're hoping to keep a tight lid on. Every unsatisfiable pang is inviting us to explore the interior landscape of our own soul. In some cases, we don't acknowledge these pangs because the spiritual words we've been given do not resonate with us, and so we dismiss the whole thing. Such is the problem with all of the words and methods we've used to try and articulate the ineffable. As they help us understand, so too do they fall utterly short of the reality that they hope to convey. The person who does not have the right words to open the spiritual door is likely to dismiss the entire thing rather than go on in search of finding newer, more meaningful words. Another reason we do not face our own interior landscape is because in truth, it's an absolute wilderness. Every kind of creature we've ever met in the world lurks in those woods and much more. Thus, courage is non-negotiable on this path. We need to be brave enough to face what we will when entering those woods. The hope that we seek as we become laden and wearisome from our exhaustive efforts to go around what our hearts desire the most, which is to be lost in the wonder of our own life and experiences, will only be found when we go through that nudge that we're hoping to avoid. <laughs>